You are listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show with Dave and Chris. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Right. Listening to Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Chris, good to see you. This is your last show with it us. It is. Uh, Just for a little while. how it goes, but the last show for this set of your series. Exactly. It's, it's not goodbye. It's no. see you later. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, see you soon, something yep. like that. Right, right. So any comments, any feedback on the shows that you've done with us? Oh, my goodness. I have learned so much about all the different aspects of art, from the metalworking to the etching to pottery to, you know, even graphic art. Just so many things that I, I guess I never really stopped and thought about before. My art, obviously, is, is my voice, whether it's speaking or singing. And um, just to know that if I want to develop or to see if I have any other skills, <laughs> I have a place to go check that out. It's nice because I, I really hadn't had an opportunity before this to come into the VAC. And so it's opened a whole new world. There we go. Open up the world of arts to you. Yeah, it has. Even right. more so than already had been done before. Right. As I have said many times on the show, it, it really makes it for the fact that the guests that come on the show. Oh, I mean, absolutely. The, the talent and the insight that they give on their profession and, and their history. Yes. I love how a lot of our guests, they may have started out years ago, but they seem to have put it aside mm -hmm. for several years and then have rediscovered it in their their retirement. And it it's like they have rediscovered a part of their youth and it now kind of feeds them and gets them fired up. And I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's true. We, we've talked to quite a few guests that have actually done that. Uh, one was an accountant and uh, another one in the service. And yeah. uh, then, uh, like Lionel Lewis, had a family come along and kind exactly. of art to the side. And now he's doing all of that in the battle of the brushes as well. Yeah. One thing that I really like about that and kind of along the same lines as me being back in school at a couple years over 29. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your age is. If you have a desire to do something, just do it. There you go. There you go. Well said. Thank you. Well said. Okay, get ready to go with the show here. Dave, we have a really good show for you today. I can't do that accent, but it's still going to be a really good show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Everyone, we'll be back in just a minute. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us. As we explore the worlds of art. You can also find all of our episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find all of our episodes on our new website, pfta.org. This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. You know, I think that a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with that scene in the movie Ghost, where Demi Moore is trying to create a piece of art through a pottery wheel. I do remember you that You remember scene. that? Very good. Of course, I like I, I'm sure that our guest 
probably has not had the same distractions that Demi Moore has because it looks like the pieces that she has are actually completed and very nice. <laughs> I like are. them very much. So Marlene Jones is our guest today and she does pottery that is called horsehair. Well, she's going to explain that. That's part of it, Marlene. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. So, like I said, no distractions from anybody like Patrick Swayze while you're doing your art. Wouldn't that like. have been nice? But <laughs> I do listen to I do listen to Unchained Melody a lot. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. so, so it, it's inspiring. Oh, it is. It is. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we know that you're not from here. In fact, most people down here in Punta Gorda are not from here. So tell us where you came from and maybe how you ended up here. Well, I've been here for 15 years, just before Charlie hit. Um, and I'm from Annapolis, Maryland. However, I grew up there and then moved to Baltimore for a few years and then off to Italy for a few years. Wow. And then back to Baltimore. And I first studied pottery in Baltimore when I was in my 20s. Okay and I had two small children and it was a way for me to get out of the oh, house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then when I went to Italy, I did study there and I studied some of the old masters and I was there for four years. And when, when I came back, I had to get a real job, a paying <laughs> job. And I, had never, I hadn't finished college. So I went to night school and got a degree in marketing and I was working at that time in a department store chain. And I don't know if you want to hear all this, but oh, I was yes, please. <laughs> I was I was in their marketing department, but I was heading up their special events and fashion area. And I did some very interesting things because we had seven stores and I used to take the fashion shows out and then go on television with current fashions. And a highlight Excellent. of my time at the um, at the department store was called Hutzlers, not Hustler, but Hutzlers. <laughs> um, Yes, this is a family show. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you remember, but Oprah was in Baltimore at the time when she had a show called People Are Talking, and it was oh. on at 9 o'clock in the morning, and it was a sit-down. And I used to go on the show with her. And You know Oprah. Uh, well, I did then, and I have not <laughs> been in contact with her. And I used to coordinate the wardrobes of all of the celebrities that were in this, but it was because we had a trade. We had an advertising trade with our department store and... The wow, WJZ, and at that time, she had a wardrobe allowance of about fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a year. So that doesn't seem a lot for somebody like Oprah. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. She went. She went far after that. No, and I haven't had any contact with her since you know, the late seventies. And well, you know, I hear she has a place up in Casey Key. How about you and I go just up there and knock on the door? Sounds like a good plan. Okay, let's do it, Dave. You, you can come with us if you want. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I worked in marketing, and then I had my own business um, in Annapolis for a long time, and and I. I really focused after I after I got my degree on healthcare marketing and nonprofits, and I did a lot of fundraising and and marketing and public relations. And my daughter came to work for me, and she's still carrying on the baton, which oh, I love. Wow. So when I moved down here, and unfortunately I retired, and I and then I thought, why in the world did I retire? I loved <laughs> what I was doing, and I found Howard. Howard Hartke, and so I started taking some classes from... Pottery instructor here at the Yes, mm -hmm. and so I started taking a class. Well, you know, you, it's like riding a horse. You know, I remember from when I started, although I started on a kick wheel, now we have electric wheels, uh -huh. um, and Howard was great, and 
just that the rest is history. I mean, just I love the horsehair pottery. Been in it for a while, and now that's really all I do in the way of pottery. Would you go ahead and just explain the 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 process? What you mean, the process sure. And, and horsehair what? pottery really is a branch of raku, which is well. Let me tell you how it's first done and the way I do it. I make my pieces on the wheel. And, you know, they dry and then they're put in the kiln for extra drying and, and brought up to a bisque fire, which makes them pretty hard. And that is fired at about 1900 degrees. Mm -hmm. And they're pulled from that electric kiln and then they go to a gas-fired kiln. And that kiln is about 1300 degrees and we open up the kiln, pull out the piece, and it, it has no glaze on it at that point, and we just attach the horsehair the horsehair burns into the pottery, carbonizing it, making it permanent, and making these incredible designs, and you never, ever know what it's gonna look like. It's kind of like a snowflake, no two are the same. And no, no two are the same, and sometimes I think they look like maps, and sometimes they look like people, and I, and I just love it. And now I've gotten into doing a lot of commissions for people that own horses. Whether their horse is passed on or even not, uh, they give me the hair that they've saved, oh, and I go. and I make a pot for them, a that lasting pot. Really and sometimes they're urns, but usually they're not. Usually they're the decorative kinds, you know, a vase or you know, a covered jar. Now, are these glazed? Yeah, well, we I, don't put a glaze on it actually. No. What happens? And I was just, you know, I was just talking to the instructor here about that. What he does um, is different from my, I spray mine with a varnish. And what that does, after it's been varnished, it, you can dust it and you can, it won't flake off anymore because sometimes you get little flakes. Mm. Okay. But um, no, there is no glaze on it at all. Okay, so which process am I thinking of here? The, the, the raku? Raku. And raku is one where you're taking the pot at that uh, stage that it's gone into the gas kiln. Mm -hmm. It's not taken out at 1300. It's taken out at about 19 or maybe even 2000 degrees. Oh, wow. At, but it has a glaze on it. And you take it out of the kiln and you put it into a trash can, a metal trash can, that has either um, newspaper or sawdust or something that's combustible. And you put the pot inside the, that trash can and then you close the lid where all the oxygen leaves the trash can. And that's what makes those gorgeous colors that you see in Racco. That's, oh. that's what yes. I was thinking I definitely of, yeah. need to check that out. That yeah. sounds incredible. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's incredible. such a fun process it really is yeah it's an incredible process to see chris because they get those trash cans metal trash cans so hot that they're actually glowing mm -hmm. because oh and really? you can't touch them for yeah. a while i mean you have to really wait and yeah. oh metal. my gosh yeah yeah it's so when's the next process. time they're doing it here i think i need uh, to show up next wednesday <laughs> awesome there you go uh, marlene i think we just briefly touched on this but you got started here at the VAC when you met Howard, and now you're involved in quite a few things. Volunteer, do a mm -hmm. lot of volunteer, but I, you know, I, I'm on committees and I do a lot of them. You know, when they're having an event, I help out. And okay, and you are also involved at the Sea Grape Gallery. And I'm also at Sea Grape Gallery in downtown Punta Gorda. It's a 22 member co-op gallery with artists. <laughs> it has 22 artists that are all local and we have everything from 2D art, you know, painting and photography to 3D jewelry, glass and pottery. And it's quite a special gallery. This it's very unique in in this area to see a beautiful gallery with such great talent. Oh, absolutely. I've been down there a few times. I was telling Dave I've, I've gone down 
and it's just so light and welcoming inside. Yeah, and there's a lot of, as Marlene mentioned, there are a lot of incredible artists in there. How long have you been? I've the been city? there almost two years. Two years, yes. okay. And um, I'm on the board, which is very nice. And we have new artists. We have four new artists this year, which we have two jewelry artists, one glass artist, and one ceramic sculptress. You want to give a shout out to them? Oh, of course. Uh, Jan Pronto is um, our sculptress. She does the most unique fish you've ever seen. They're just fabulous. They're whimsical. We have Judy Ebert. She's a jewelry maker, and her jewelry is outstanding. You've never seen anything like it. She's from, she's from Venice. And then we have Renee Farr, who does glass, and mm -hmm. She's very accomplished. Nancy Van Sand, who's also a teacher here at the Visual Arts Center, and she oh, does the wrapped, okay. she does the wrapped silver mm -hmm. jewelry. It's beautiful. Yes. So those are our new artists, and then we have artists that have been there 15 and 20 years. The Seagrave Gallery is 31 years old. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes, we went to the 30th anniversary party right. that we had. It was great. They yeah. had the whole setup inside, and, and then the courtyard in the back behind it That's there. That's right. And in 2004, when Hurricane Charlie hit Punta Gorda so badly, Seagrave was totally damaged. And so yes. it was closed for about a year and a half and to get you know remodeling done. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. come back stronger than ever. Yeah, and, and, and I will absolutely agree with you on that. I wasn't here during Charlie, but I have been in Seagrave quite a bit. And I, I see the fouling and the people you have come through there and, and the events you have. And I have talked with others as well. And I just remember so many people talking about how excited they were that the doors had opened back up. Oh, it's just, it really is an amazing accomplishment. And when you, you know, it's all volunteer. So this is not a for-profit. We are a non-profit gallery. Right, exactly. Now, Marlene, how about we uh, talk about some of the community outreach and, and the next big upcoming event you have at the Seagrape. We, we raise money for um, charitable organizations. So every year we have picked one in the community that you know we're going to sponsor. This coming year will be Octagon Sanctuary. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. That's one place I haven't been yet, but I really would like to go. Oh, once you go, you're going to want to take every person that comes to visit you there. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> What better day than today, right? Right. <laughs> right. And Marlene, when is this happening? All right, it will be February, and of course, all of our artists are thinking animals. What can they do, you know, that will relate to the sanctuary? And I certainly will because I have um, some lion hair, and I have done some, really? some pottery for them with um, lion hair. Oh, how neat. But I also Excellent. have bear. And whatever else they'll give me, and I will just make some pottery for that. Oh, now that is a great idea. I got a question for you. With the different animal hair, like the horse hair, and you mentioned the bear, and, and what was the other one? The lion. The lion. Is it? Does it make a different texture? Or yes. You do? Yes, have? it does. Uh, people are always asking me to do their cats and dogs. or But I, I have a cat, and I tried some of her fur, and it just dissolves it's, it's just too fine it's just too fine and think about how coarse a horse's tail is yes. or yes. their mane and that's mainly mainly i like to <laughs> I, I like to use the tail um, hair more because it is longer oh yeah and i can use less strands for a piece like you're seeing on the front of the brochure that probably only has 20 strands of, of hair on it wow yeah 
because of the way they carbonize and smoke. Mm -hmm. It amazing, amazing. That is uh, incredible. You know, when you were saying that you have used bear, bear hair or bear fur, I was thinking that you know, boy, is it long enough to be able to do it? Well, you have to be. You have to, the technique is different because I also use feathers from okay. time to time. So oh, I've seen that process yeah, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm just curious about. How you go about acquiring that bear hair? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did know a do I did know a dosage that it was an octagon, and she got it for me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, guessing there may be a tranquilizer involved. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know, and I don't know about their shedding. You know, oh, that's just, true. Yeah. Well, they do like to rub trees. Yes. Yeah. I thought maybe you just went up there and kind of just scratched him so. under no. the chin uh, and then uh, rubbed uh. it back and got a little bit. <laughs> no, you know what would be interesting. Here I am thinking outside the box. Giraffe. They have that tuft of hair on their tail. Octagon doesn't have any giraffes. Well, no, we could go to Bush Gardens and ask them. Hey, hey do it's you have any giraffe hair? art. Yes, we want to do some artwork. Help support the arts. Yeah. And then they have like water buffalo up there. Oh, we could have fun. Let's just make a day of it. We'll go see if we can find Oprah. We'll go up to Tampa, go to Bush Gardens, get some of the fur and stuff from their animals. We'll go on a mission for you, Marlene, okay. and we'll get you all kinds of good I'd stuff to try. <laughs> <laughs> I have more horse hair at my studio than you can I, probably last me my lifetime because oh my people are always giving me horse hair. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a neat, a neat method for, you know, a, an original piece of art. Yeah, yeah. And it makes I, you wonder who came up with it. Well, I can tell you. Oh, oh at least I know go. what the myth is. Okay. Uh, American Indians, the uh, Navajo, uh, they say that the, one of the women was making a pot and she was sitting because they used to bury them in the ground to fire okay. them. And she's sitting over the pot and a piece of her hair fell onto the pot and burned into it. Mm -hmm. And because they revere their horses the way they do, they thought, well, what a great way to honor their horses. And that's where it started. At least that's the myth. Well, I like stories like that. We'll yeah. just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. And we're going to stop right there for a minute, Marlene, because we are going to go into commercial break. So we'll be back in just a moment. I'm Tony Walker, and I'm a marble sculptor. And I listen to Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Welcome back, everyone, to a partnership for the arts. We want to thank our, I'm going to say it's our friend. He's your friend, but he will be my friend soon. Tony Walker, great <laughs> sculptor. Yes. Uh, some kind words there and looking forward to seeing some of his pieces. Well, you can do that yeah. just by stepping out the vac door right there by the stairs. Not is, the uh, back door, the vac door. The vac <laughs> front door. There we go. You can walk out there and see it. Tony came on the show and then he decided to donate some of the marble sculpture he did. He's, he's got a large garden, walking garden up in Arcadia. And he's got over 30-something statues up there that mm. he has done. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah. I do like going over to Arcadia on occasion. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. And, uh, yeah, so we want to thank him for that commercial. We mentioned Tony, but that's not who's in the studio with us today. No, we have another artist with us today, Miss Marlene Jones. Now, Marlene, I want to touch on something that we, we kind of visited off-air. Tell me about the, the what would you say, the legacy thoughts? Yeah, um... Most recently, I'd say in the last year and a half, I've been getting commissions from people that have horses 
that want to honor their horse in some way and so they will send me the hair from tail or mane and ask, ask and they usually give me the name of the horse and lots of times they'll send pictures and Aww. so down at the sea grape gallery i have a, an album of the horses that i've done and with the corresponding piece of pottery which is always makes me feel so good there are sometimes when people come in with their horse hair and they tell me the stories it'll make me cry oh, and yeah. i just feel so compassionate for these people and interesting in love i've never been around horses Really? Never. <laughs> no. Just horse hair. <laughs> just horse hair. And it's just the love of what this means to people. And it does. Well, you know, my sister incredible. has several horses. In fact, a couple months ago, one of the horses that she's had the longest was having some health problems. So it got me thinking, you know, boy, how long has my sister had that horse? So my mom and I got chatting back and forth. Well, the horse is almost 35 years old. That is old for yes. a horse. That's very old. And so the horse is fine now and she's looking at aiming for age 36, but people do, especially if they have been with them for 30 years, it's a family member. It's not just an animal. Well, that's true. It's exactly it's right. Yes, and it does. It's just a wonderful way to remember the horses. And um, I have one client that's over in Wellington, and she has the, the piece sitting right on her desk because she sees it all the time. Aww. Yeah. So, wow, wonderful. Yeah. So you you do this for the service for them. I assume it's not just uh, for horses that have passed away. They, no, they do it. Yeah. and actually not. I mean, there's obviously a lot I, I've also done horses that are just a year old that where people you know, oh, have just the gotten their horses yeah. and they, that would be kind of like somebody doing the baby footprints exactly yeah oh. it, make, it makes a wonderful gift I mean I have you know sisters that do it for sisters or you know family members and you know just I love that yeah. Which is great. Right. Wow. So, that's, what a neat idea. Yeah, that's wonderful. And we'll make sure we get your contact info from you uh, before okay. we, we end up the show. And we'll make sure that we have it posted with the show on there, Marlene. I, I wanted to ask you something else. Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed with the brochure here, you have quite a few different places that, again, you, you have your, your artwork there. Mm -hmm. Are these different galleries? Yes. Um, Annapolis Pottery has really been around since... Well, I've known about it since the early 70s, and it used to be owned by um, a friends of mine, uh, Jan and Brian Mitchell, and they eventually sold it to other friends of mine, and um, Bill and Genevieve McWilliams, and then Bill and Genevieve, after owning it for a long time and expanding, expanding moved to Paris, and they sold it to oh another couple. And I happened to be in Annapolis at one time, and I'm always going in the galleries. And I stopped in and talked to um, the owner, and I said, I do horsehair pottery. Would you be interested? And she said, absolutely, we don't have any. Oh, yeah. So, And it's a very big pottery hmm. shop. So I was very pleased to get in there, especially because it's in my hometown, and a lot yeah. of people know me from, from being in business there. And then the other one of the other places that I'm in is called Fern and Dina, and it's on Amelia Island, and it's an art gallery. It's a small art gallery owned by two women, Fern and <laughs> Dina. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just a, I've been there for about a year and a half. Yeah, so nice little galleries, and they do well. And you know, 
I'm at an age now where I just love what I'm doing, but it's never gonna. I'm never gonna be able to live off of this this kind of a, a thing that I'm doing. Yeah, just do well, it I'm retired, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> and I love what I'm doing, both both places, because it just means so much to me to be involved in the art world and to meet artists, new artists that I didn't know before, meet the public who are involved with the arts and support the arts, and I, I just like doing it and I'm on several committees here I'm on the Battle of the Brushes committee and you know I help out when when they have the the Thursday night events after this show opens mm -hmm. the receptions and mm -hmm. all yeah 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 I I've seen you here around here quite a bit so you're, yeah you're in fact last it. week I, I wish I'd had roller skates <laughs> <laughs> well with that new flooring we got down you could do that huh <laughs> Oh, the, it just looks great in here. It really it is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. and It's um, quite a testament to this community to have such a vibrant visual arts center. One of the reasons I love the area. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much supportive. And I've got a good airport nearby to go flying. So there you there go. And they're go. adding oh. new routes every day. Yeah. Well, this is a smaller airplane. Oh. Yeah. You did not know that? I did not know that. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah, know. I've been quickly. I, I, so okay. my, my first airplane, actually aircraft, I learned to fly, was an old Bell 47 helicopter when I was 13. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I did that, and then uh, I got out of it for a while, and uh, so now I'm working again, so I can go fly. So I joined a local club, the Experimental Aircraft Association here, so I get together with them, and we go flying, we go out, we get breakfast, we go somewhere, and then come back. So you don't actually have your pilot's license yet? That's true. Okay, because I was going to say... You could fly Marlene's pottery all around the country for her and get Wouldn't her Wouldn't that exposure. be great? <laughs> Instead of me having to fly commercial up to Annapolis. <laughs> so, Dave, you need to work on that. Yes, I, I do. I And, you know, one other thing along the way, I'm, I'm um, working with another pilot, Mark Bird. He has got a seaplane. And so I'm going to be working on getting my seaplane license as well. Well, and then he could take your work up to, like, Cape Cod and stuff there like that. Yeah. Gotta We're just coming I got, up with all I got to work harder, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, wouldn't it be fun? Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. We can dream. We can dream. We can dream. We That's can dream. Yeah. So, I'm going to get back to Marlene there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Well, we were talking about Marlene. We're going to help her get, you know, more exposure. <laughs> okay, Marlene. <laughs> You, um, some of the other things that you, you do at the back, you had mentioned that you're on the committee. for. Yeah, the... I'm on the committees, yeah, mm -hmm. various committees, and, and helping out at the receptions. And um, I don't have my work for sale here because I, I run out of time. And you, you have to make a commitment of being in the shop. And shop is wonderful, but I just, I, I just don't have the time. Right. Well, with, with what you're doing there and being involved with, with Howard and all that kind of stuff. And I'm also involved, this is unbelievable, but I'm also involved with the Punta Gorda Car Club where I'm president. And this is a collector car club for in, um, PGI. And we have 164 members. And we meet once a month um, for breakfast. And then we take excursions, cruises, car cruises, uh -huh. to different places. And we... Um, have events and we have car shows and so that's a lot that keeps me busy too 
Yeah, it sounds like you got a full plate like Chris I do. does. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, my husband and I are very involved in collector cars. So. so what kind of cars do you have? Well, most of the cars are 1960s, and they're um, sport cars. Uh, my own personal car, which I really love, is a 63 Corvette split window. Oh, split window. A split window, oh, and nice. it is beautiful, and it is an awful thing to drive. <laughs> it is just awful. But it looks but cool. It looks, it looks great. And, and I bet it probably sounds nice when you're rubbing it up. It does, and when I go to the gas station, everybody comes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to meet somebody, I could do it. And there the split go. windows are hard to find. They yes. are hard, and this is beautiful. It's an unrestored, and it is perfect. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah, it's, a, it's just a 95-point car. And then my husband has a an, an Aston Martin the year after James Bond, but still very beautiful. <laughs> he has a, Merce, um, a Maserati, and then he has, um, and this is probably, you've never heard of this car, it's called an Iso Grifo. It's an Italian car that looks a lot like a Ferrari, and that car won Best in Show at Amelia Island Concourse, which is a a big deal mm. for us. Did you two get into it together? Or? He's always been involved with cars and he used to race when he was younger and I think after he retired and we moved down here and we, of course we're looking for something to do and uh -huh. so he bought his first collectible car and then it just started snowballing and all these <laughs> so yeah. How fun. Yeah now I got a question how did you get here? Oh, ah, okay, you want to know about the other part of us, this is the interesting part, is that we lived on a trawler for many years up in Annapolis. We had a, a Krogan 54 trawler that we had right down at the city dock. And when we decided we were going to retire, we were looking for a place that we could bring the boat and have it right by our house and that we could get out into the Gulf. And so we started looking, oh gosh, I'd be, I don't know, about 18, 19 years ago, and we started... They, there were no flights into Fort Myers, so we did fly into Tampa from BWI and just kept on coming down the coast until we found Punta Gorda and there were some people here that had boats of similar. And we thought, well, this would be a neat place to be. And that's how we got here. Wow. Yeah. A lot different now than it was back then, I'm guessing. Very different. <laughs> Very different. And of course, you know, after the hurricane, so, so much good stuff has happened. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. How did you get the boat from point A to point B? Well, we, because we were living on it, we just traveled down the ICW and oh, okay, and brought the boat to the house that we had before this one, and then we used it a lot in here. But it became a pain, a real pain to just take it out on the weekends, mm -hmm. and it was just too. It was like a floating apartment. It was just too much for for me to get ready for just a short weekend, and so we sold that and. And we're still boaters. We still have a small boat. Do you wow. ever miss it? No. <laughs> no, you know, that was a part of my life when I was younger and it was fun. Yeah. No, I don't. Well, you, you know that saying, and, and I'll, I'll contest that too because I've, I've been boat owner several times. The two best days is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my pastor says? Be boat. B-O-A-T stands for bring out another thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it really is having a hole in your pocket. <laughs> but no, but we love boating, and we still do. And we, you know, we have a smaller boat. Yeah, yeah. So, Marlene, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, maybe we could tell people how to get in touch with me. We'd well, be great. Well, I like that. That's Good contact idea. info. Yeah. Well, it's Marlene Jones, and my email is marlenejones22 at gmail.com. 
or you can call me at 410-703-2252 or come to see Grape Gallery because I'm usually there because I love to stop in the gallery even if I'm not working. I love to just stop in. Right, and it's right down the road. It's it right there in Maine. Yes, it's, downtown it's 113 Marion Avenue. It's right next to all the restaurants downtown. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So go look at some great artwork, buy some great artwork, and then go get some good food. Huh? That's exactly right. There well, you and go. we always have a lot of really great stuff going on downtown too. So uh, if you're downtown, I believe it or not, they're already talking about what they're going to do for the Christmas tree lighting. So uh, you might want to go down early, scope out your game plan, and while you're down there, stop in the Sea Grape Gallery and, yeah, and see we're if all you can do any Christmas yeah, and we're always open, you know, for the third Thursday walk, the wine walk. Wine we're That's always, right. and we serve wine and little niblets. And, um, yeah, we'd love to see you. And have a great time over there. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. And we will post all that information with the show there. So they've got it. Okay. Well, then, Marlene, I'm going to say thank you for coming well, thank on you. the show. thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Yeah. And I love I, hearing everybody's stories. Yeah. And quite a variety of yes. story of life going there that you've so got. So after the show, Marlene and I need to figure out when we're going to go hit up Oprah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, if you're listening. <laughs> Marlene Jones, she gave you your phone number. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. And Chris, again, last show with us for a while anyway. Yep, just for a while. Yep, so it was... Great, wonderful having you on the show. Well, it was fun to be a part of this series. It's something that when I was in radio before, we I didn't have a segment like this. We did a community focus, but it was all over the map, and it wasn't um, as focused on one subject. So, so this was a nice breath of fresh air. <laughs> well, it's been great having you. Thank you for coming on and bringing you the series. You are so and welcome. A, and again, bringing in the, the other part of the show that you the expertise you brought well i hope that uh, people really stop and think you know um there's so much more about the arts matter of fact i i don't even know if i told you this but when i was singing at a community earlier this year one of the memory care residents all of a sudden lit up and she started singing with me and yeah. she told me she loved me well i saw her several months later and with alzheimer's patients their short-term memory is not there but for some reason, she walked in that room and she saw me and her eyes lit up and she started telling me she loved me again. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's like arts in whatever form really have a way of reaching people that other things just can't. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's great to hear. Wow. Kind of tugs at the heart. It does. It does. And it just, it made me so happy because she was smiling and she kept waving at me and... So, you know, whether it's music or some sort of physical art, whatever it is, that has the ability to touch people when other things can't. Well said, Chris. Well said. Well, again, appreciate you being on the show with your series, and Thank we you. look forward to having you back when you get a chance to breathe. I will bit. let you know when my schedule <laughs> clears up again. <laughs> Okay, well, then that will wrap up the show, everyone. Again, thank you for listening Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. And Chris? Yes, Dave? You have a good time until we catch up again? Absolutely. Happy trails to you until we meet again. There. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do the sound out as we go? Well, I could always Happy sing trails. that, but I don't know the whole song. I just know that part of it. 
will give us a glimpse on the way out. So everyone, thank you for joining us again A Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Wow. Appreciate you, Chris. Now let's go get some coffee. <laughs> <laughs>